This is really about being free to create what you want your life to look like. We each are our own hero. And how do we take the challenges that come our way and see those as the birth process of us becoming heroic? Can you meet that judgment that ultimately will surface with neutrality? This is the Wall Street Coach Podcast with Kim Ann Curtin. Aloha, everybody. Thank you so much for watching the Wall Street Coach Podcast. Today, I want to have the ladies who are watching this amazing interview who want to have a treating, emotional, supportive environment to check out our new Discord room called TraderHeroinJourney.com. That room is a Discord room specifically for the emotional side of trading. We have TraderHeroJourney.com, which is for men and women, but I decided to launch a women-only Discord room to support the emotional side for those women who are wanting to be with other sisters who are traders. So please, if you're a woman and you want to have a community dedicated to your emotional well-being, TraderHeroinJourney.com is for you. Enjoy this amazing interview. Welcome back, everybody, to the Wall Street Coach Podcast. Today, I am so happy to have Marianne Incape with me today on the Wall Street Coach. Thank you, Marianne, for coming to my podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Ken. We have got to know each other, gosh, in at least two years, I think, right? And we just I met think so. at Traders for Cause, which was so nice um, to just have the perfection in person. Mariana has such a fascinating and inspiring story. I'm going to let her share a lot of it with you today. But I want to just speak to the fact that she has been a trader since she graduated high school. She started studying initially for approximately one year. And that was after that she opened up her accounts and started to trade. She studied initially under Tim Sykes and was his first female student to hit a million in profits. Mariana, what else should we speak about around your journey as be to become a trader? You've been at it now for years. What else do you feel perhaps doesn't get discussed enough about your journey as a trader? I actually think it is a little bit crazy. I was just thinking about that the other day. And I would actually be graduating college if I did go this year. I would be graduating this June. That to me was like really, really crazy because I pretty much have had four years of experience during the market and I've been able to adapt. I've been able to learn, exponentially grow, have tough times. I feel like I've gotten enough experience to understand myself in the career. It's almost as if I, I pretty much did go to college and I'm like graduating from the market. Yes. But there is always a lot to learn. But I think it is really good to kind of feel like I chose the right career for myself. Instead, going to college, I feel like might have been a little bit of like a difficult route for myself. So I think I am pretty happy with the decision that I made so far. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of in awe. Are you you comfortable saying how old you are? I'm 22. Yeah. yeah. I'm really inspired by how stoic and sort of entrepreneurial you are for such a young woman. 
the decision to not go to college when there's so much of a cultural indoctrination that that is the only path. I mean, you know, maybe there's like some Gary Vaynerchucks out there who are saying on occasion, you don't always have to, but it's still so culturally accepted. What gave you the courage to consider not doing that and go full bore into trading? I came from a family that it was like tradition to go to college. There hasn't been not one of my cousins, not one of my uncles, aunts that haven't been to college. So I would pretty much be one of like the first ones. But one of like the main examples that I had was my dad growing up and he didn't go to college himself. So I feel like that's what like gave me the courage because I saw him so close up. So that was pretty much what I grew up with knowing, yes, I want to go to college, but I can also have another option. And it just kind of made sense, you know, going from like different points of view. I know that some of my cousins don't even work what they studied. And I know that my dad always worked what he learned throughout all of his all of his years. So kind of just like made sense to give it a try. And if it didn't work out, then you also have a lot of different options that you can do. Yep, for sure. And especially because you're so young, it's almost, to me, a no-brainer to test out the most adventurous choices when you're young than before Mm -hmm. you have a lot of responsibilities. Yeah. And I also did grow up kind of really liking school. So I definitely knew that if I could put in as much time to put in as as much studying as I did in high school, then... It could only be like higher odds that I would eventually be like a good trader. I just kind of put a lot of faith in like my studying. And that's what I focused on the most the first year, because that's just what I knew what to do. Just like study and study and read and learn. And then eventually I would kind of start to understand it. So that's just what it focused on. And tell us just what that looked like. So that year, did you treat the day like starting a school day? where you got up at a certain time to just walk us through what that looked like and practically what it was you were studying. It definitely, I didn't, I pretty much didn't change from what I was doing in high school. I kind of kept the same routine because that's just what I knew. So it would consist of watching a webinar, watching a video lesson, watching the market, watching another webinar, other video lessons, writing down, printing out, different strategies, then writing in the journal, and then again, webinars and videos. So that's just like, I had a routine going for myself, but I do want to mention that I, for the first like eight to um, eight months to a year, I was in Colombia. I kind of wanted to learn trading, but I also really didn't experience that passion at first. So I kind of wanted to take a year for myself and to kind of understand what it is that I really wanted to do. And then I found out that it's not that easy to just kind of go to work and, you know, be able to get like a job for myself because I didn't have a college degree. So it is a lot, it is a lot difficult to kind of have that resume to start out a job. So I kind of going to Columbia for like that year kind of like opened up my eyes to understand that it is like a blessing to be able to trade and learn whatever it is from just the comfort of my home. So I was able to figure that. And then right when I came back, I started that routine. 
which was every single day for a year while trading as well. So I was watching webinars and videos for the first year, but it wasn't that in depth as it was when I decided that's the route that I want to take. It's fascinating to me. Mari and I got to participate in a Centerpoint Women in Trading event just last week. That was very powerful. And something that you said then that I feel is worth repeating is that didn't initially have that passion and that fire. But I'm curious, and I'm so glad if you say that because I think there are times trading can be presented as that you have to start with the fire and that's the only way you'll make it through. Your story is evidence that sometimes you won't start with the fire. So, but how did you find yourself able to endure that wasn't really firing you up initially to this place where you decided actually it was meeting your basic needs? It definitely was like the feeling that, you know, it was like very, it's, it was going to be very difficult for me. It wasn't, if I wasn't going to take the college route, I still had to be learning something because I was still in that early ages of my life where I did want to learn. I did want to study and I still wanted to like keep learning. I didn't want to just go into a job right away. I just wanted to keep on learning something new, something different. And one of the things that kind of like led like that fire in me was being able to go to the first conference the first Tim Sykes conference that I did because there weren't a lot of women there, but I did see a lot of young traders like myself that kind of just made everything kind of seem real because online you can see a lot of different examples of people that have become millionaires, multimillionaires, but you seem kind of like a little far away from it. So you kind of feel like that. I don't, I don't think that might be me or they're just like examples of Others that are just very talented, nothing like me. But then when you see them in person and you actually understand that they didn't go to college as well, or maybe they they don't even have a degree or they dropped out of college, then it kind of made it seem like it was a little more real. And it is possible because there are a lot of similarities between traders. You don't have to be the smartest person in the realm to be a profitable trader. Yeah. It's so amazing, the power of connection and community and meeting people in person, how different it is than online experiences. It's if when I think about just what that Trangers for Cause conference was like, just, just the, my connecting with you, we connected way before that conference, but it just, it solidifies a connection it makes people just feel everything makes it like three-dimensional. You know, it's like, this is a human being. And if they did it, maybe I can do it. Yeah. And a lot of the things that you might share might also be things that you're doing throughout your trading, but knowing somebody person to person and knowing their actual story, because you will kind of like not share absolutely everything because you don't have enough time to share it. But when you're in person, you have so much time to get to know the person's feelings, how they think, what they went through, the difficulties. You, you get to understand a lot of people in depth for real. And that's kind of like what happened with me. That's amazing. What do you feel? You know, I, I am hearing like so much about how this began for you. And I guess I'm just curious too. 
because you are a woman and because we both know there aren't as many women in trading as there are men, although we both agree that it's increasing, do you feel that as you have kind of journeyed through this, that being a woman brings you an edge that, especially because, you know, you're very close with Jack Kellogg, who is also a very successful trader. And I'm sure because you talk, you know, just shop in general, do you see it? As you have these conversations with the men and the male traders, that the way you approach it based on just, let's say, being a woman does give you an edge. What, how, what have you seen up that, that might stand out? I definitely feel like first you will always kind of like be noticed as like the women that kind of started like the inspiration. And it is really good because it just kind of shares like a different point of view because all of the men are kind of sharing their stories. And it is also very different with like the feelings and the emotions and the thing and the way that the men learn versus the way that the women learn. I feel like there is a lot of differences in the way we learn. And also sometimes in the way we trade as well, we can be a little bit more conservative at times. And yeah, I think it's been really good to understand both sides of trading and, and to be able to like compare and contrast because it is really good. It's it's like a, a different perspective. You know, I think about like the perspective of if you're looking at a mountain, we have fine mountains on this island of mine here in Hawaii, and you can look at Mauna Kea from the west side of the island, which is where I live. And it just has such a distinct kind of outline. But every time I go to the east side of the island and I look at it, it, it looks like a different mountain. It's so, so different outside. And I just feel men and women, we just both have radically different perspectives. And I remember when I was like sometimes giving webinars, I would get a lot of comments. I would say, you give me a lot of like peace and calm. Which I guess women kind of like have that effect in like teaching, whereas like a men, it would just be a little bit more like manly. So I think it is like very different for the people that are listening as well, because they also get two different types of voices, two different types of lessons. And it might just be a little bit more calmer. And I always like, I I always love those comments because it is good to also have a little bit peace and quiet because trading can also be pretty loud at times. Absolutely. Even internally, it can be very Yeah. So I spoke to something before that I'm going to go back to. You said that the learning style you discovered is different sometimes for women, uh, or at least for yourself compared to maybe. Or what do you think you've seen, at least just for yourself, that you're learning? How, How is that different? What was it? about your learning style that you think perhaps really stood out or served you to level up so quick? Because it is relatively quick, Mar. Still, like there are people who've been trading for years that have not reached a success you've already had in a relatively short amount of time. I'm just curious what you attribute that to. Definitely a lot of patience in the beginning because I wasn't rushing in. And I think that had a lot to do with the idea of I'm not going to college, so I'm going to study this and I'm just going to take a really long time learning it. So I never rushed the process and I made sure to use really small size 
throughout the first like whole year and a half that I was learning. So I think that gave me a little bit of an advantage because I wasn't trading to make money. I was trading to learn what trading even is. And it's very difficult to kind of get into trading knowing I'm going to make this amount of money this first year. Well, I kind of went in with the mindset, I'm not going to make any money at all. I just want to learn it. Yeah. So the other thing too that I hear and in so many conversations I've had with you, it feels like your ego isn't attached to the results. At, or at the beginning, at a minimum, I'm curious, do you agree that that still is the case? And how do you keep your ego from being attached to the result? I think it is really good to keep like the ego out of every situation, but eventually you're going to learn a strategy so much that it's going to be like the, the palm of your hand, but sometimes not everything goes the right way. So I do have ego sometimes in trades, but I make sure not to have like ego in like a sense of, first of all, in the beginning, I tried not to have it at all. I didn't, I barely had to try because I wasn't looking for it. The, the money aspect, but it has been something that I've had to adapt to because I've learned, I've learned a lot of like different strategies. And sometimes I know some strategies like it, they're like my home. So I'm like, well, how could this go wrong? But it can go wrong at times. So I'm like, no, I'm right. I'm right. And that has led to some of my biggest losses in trading. So it's almost like a double-edged sword because in the beginning, okay, yeah, I was definitely detached from it at all but then eventually you understand something so much that you're like this can't possibly go wrong so you have to just keep adapting and kind of understand well you're going to be wrong sometimes yeah it's you tell me but i find it fascinating when started how you got to experience that bull market and now how you have survived and navigated what's been a really hell of a time so Talk about those timelines and the, you know, brief version of like, it's just, it just, you're, it's a fascinating trajectory of your timeline, different than probably a lot of traders ever experienced. So talk about that. It was really good because I was, I feel like I was at the right time because I had learned for a whole year and a half, and then I was at the right time to be in a hot market. I could have used more years of experience, of course. That would have been great, but I'll just be thankful that I was there and I had an idea on what I was doing. Like, I'm very grateful for that market. And then it almost feels like you reach an expert stage where you're like, I know exactly what I'm doing. And then you get back to beginning stages a few months later. So it almost seems like couple years so people had the context and today by the way it's me 17 2023 oh when you first started studying what year was that that was in 2018 okay. then in 2019 um october of 2019 i opened up my accounts then 2020 was all of my practice years where i was using small size making a hundred dollars losing twenty dollars and then eventually it led up to December of 20, December and January of 2021, which was the OTC mania that we had. And that was during the COVID times. 
So that was one of the greatest hot markets that we've ever seen. And it's almost as if you couldn't go wrong. You could be a big cap trader, a small cap. You could be an OTC trader, an investor. And it's almost as if you couldn't go wrong in any area of the market at all. So everybody was doing really good. And then everything kind of just kind of got out of hand pretty much in February. And that was when I felt like, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing. I feel like I'm at this expert stage. But then it comes March, April, May, June, and then eventually that whole end of the year where it's like, I feel like I'm still at the beginning stages of like this whole thing because everything started to come down. So you have to relearn new patterns, new strategies all the time. So you learn something and then it works and you keep practicing, you become expert, that stops working and then you get back to the beginning and then you have to relearn something else. So that's how I felt. And it, it's been it's to get like, yeah. Oh, oh, this is so, now it's not a difficult. I've, oh, did that ever cross it? See ya. <laughs> no. <laughs> I never said see ya, but it, I mean, it is difficult to adapt. I would say one of like the main things that maybe a new trader can do that if they have experienced some exponential growth would be to size down the accounts because you never know there's going to be a lot of losses. And I definitely had a lot of losses throughout that end of the year. So it felt like, okay, yeah, I'm doing really good, but then you kind of have to go back to what it was that you had to learn. So, yeah. Ooh, that had to be a so pretty a few. Yeah. <laughs> and then you kind of just go back to the beginning stage of, well, I did. I went back to just the beginning stages of consistently growing and just being patient. If this isn't the right market for me, there's always going to be opportunity and I can always learn new strategies, which is what I've done. But just consistent and just with less size and whatever it is that you're comfortable with. I just kind of made it a near routine that if I was losing after 11, I would just trade to 11. And if other strategy wasn't working for me, I would just cut it out and learn this new strategy. And then I've adapted to only trade once or twice a day max. And I'm pretty much done at like 11 or 11.30, which is working great for me. And it definitely keeps that stress away from trading. It's not necessary right now. Yeah. Is that something you're conscious of is managing the stress levels for yourself? I think trading can be really stressful. So it is really important to kind of understand that like emotional detachment from it. Because if you're so attached to it, it's just going to affect other areas of your life. It's going to affect your family members. It's going to affect the, your happiness levels. It's going to affect how you enjoy life and the little things. So the stress that comes from trading is necessary when like the, the hot market is there because that's like good stress. But bad stress just kind of brings you back to like, some things that you don't want to feel. You want to feel happy. You want to feel okay, relaxed, and at peace. And the best way is to not get emotionally attached to the market as much and just kind of treat it as in, out, in, out. And that definitely makes it a lot easier on the mind. I bet it does. What is your advice to those who are thinking about trading 
what would you say are some of the checklists that they might need to really ask themselves before diving in full throttle? I think some of the generic questions that you should ask yourself is, is this money, like, can I lose it completely? And what is like the motive that I'm going to start trading for? Is it to make money or is it just to learn something that you like your that like you want to learn and kind of yeah how will that affect the people that are around you like you also need to understand the circumstances of your life which are all different for everybody so how much time can I put into it how will I divide my time and will this be frustrating for me or is it going to be worth it for like me my family or just myself yeah and so yeah you have the ability, because of you choosing this path instead of college, to dedicate yourself to trading full-time right from the get-go. Yeah. But those who have to trade part-time, let's just say you didn't get to do it full-time. Do you think you'd be where you are now if you were only able to trade part-time? I think it would have definitely taken me a little bit more time. It's just natural when you, the more time that you put into something, the better that you will be. So if you have to split your time between two things, well, it might have just taken me double the time. It would have taken me longer or I would have had to make more sacrifices in the things that I was doing, maybe sleeping. I would have had to sacrifice sleeping to learn or I would have sacrificed the lunch to trade. So... I would have to make more sacrifices in my life to be able to trade. Yeah. Yeah. What, let's just go back to just the women traders because you really do want to inspire more women to consider trading for themselves. What would you say to the women traders that are already out there right now listening to us? I would say to not like be afraid to trade or to just share because it is intimidating and it is male dominated, but there's a lot of women now that are out there and are sharing and to also reach out to other women traders, I think is really important because we can just help each other out as well. Yeah, for sure. I think that's yeah. one of the things I've seen you do repeatedly, especially on Twitter. You're just always offering support and encouragement to other, to everyone, to all traders, but women in particular, because I feel you're very sensitive to what it's like and what it's been for you just as you journeyed through it. It's uh, We talked a yeah. little bit before we started recording just how often sometimes as a woman trader, you feel like you have to prove yourself repeatedly, perhaps to your peer group or to colleagues or other male traders. Talk just a little bit about what that's been like for you. I definitely know, but I feel like everybody in the trading industry is also very nice and very respectful to everybody, really. It doesn't really matter who it is. Everybody's really willing to teach because I I know a lot of the guide traders are always trying to teach everybody, which is really good. But it definitely feels like if it's like a guy with like a guy, it's like, oh, we're homies. I know, bro. (laughs) But if it's like with a girl, it almost seems like you have to keep proving and proving like that. Yeah, I'm a trader. Yeah, I, I I can do this also on my own. Or you just kind of have to like keep 
proving what it is that you're what it is that you're doing every single day whereas it doesn't seem like oh yeah I'm going to take you in you're my friend it seems like what are you doing are you do you keep making money or are you going to make more what's going on with your trading so that's kind of how I felt but it definitely it is a really big community and everybody is very nice and willing to teach each other which I think is great and also there's a lot of women traders that I've become really close friends with that is really good to also see them grow and just create like that group for yourself. Yeah, for sure. I, I stuck in with your thoughts on this community. I've been blown away in, you know, just these last two or three years with the generosity of spirit so many traders have. They their DMs are open. You know, sometimes they spend crazy amount of hours trying to help people that they don't even know. And it is, it's a beautiful thing to see. It, it is a beautiful collective of human beings. And I feel, and you're one of them, Mariana. So thank you for all that you do to encourage other traders in general, and also specifically women. You're just a bright, shining light and it's going to be exciting to see how the rest of your trading journey unfolds. So hopefully you'll come back as you continue to grow and learn. But your stoicism and your groundedness for a 22-year-old is just remarkable. It's Thank really remarkable. Yes, you're welcome. We're going to go to Twitter space. I just want to welcome everybody to this Twitter space. I'm so glad we already have people coming into the room. My name is Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street coach. I have the only two trading Discord rooms dedicated to mindset, one in which is a women traders only called TraderHeroInJourney.com that we're just about to launch, and also TraderHeroJourney.com. I also host a podcast, which I just come off of part one with an interview with Mariana. One of the things Mariana and I were just talking about was just her journey from really four years ago and how she got started. Mariana has been a day trader ever since she graduated high school. She really spent her first year just spending all her time studying. And then after that year, opened up her accounts. She's been trading now for four years. Of course, she is very well known for being Tim Sykes's first female student to hit a million. Mariana, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Hi, Kim. Thank you. It's a pleasure for uh, me. It's just, I think you have this amazing stoic ability to stay very even keeled. We've talked a couple of times about your approach and how you really try to be with what is in front of you. You don't seem to have your ego as wrapped up in your trading as I hear other traders do, what do you attribute that stoicism or non-attachment to? You are so young. You were, you know, honest in our podcast to say, you know, you're 22 years old. What do you attribute that stoicism and non-attachment? What do you attribute that to? I think it is really kind of like important to understand that trading is just another career on its in itself and it shouldn't be like taken into anything rushed or anything that you know you're in it just to make money but it should also be known as something that you see as a career and that it's going to take a while and that might also help detach the ego because 
it definitely did help me to understand that it, it will take a while and it doesn't really matter how long it takes because everything will get put together and you don't have to like rush it and you don't also have to be right it is you're still learning something completely new so you're gonna be wrong and your ego kind of like shouldn't be a part of it because you don't really know much about what it is that you're doing it's almost like a brand new kind of like world that you're putting yourself into and you know if you put your ego in it then it's just going to make it a lot harder to understand you know i the metaphor that's coming to me is when you're about to grow a garden you are very conscious about the soil that you're going to plant any of the seeds in or a farm you know you have to make sure that your soil is rich in nutrients and that set it's like a foundation that sets you up for whatever you're growing to be the best it can be part of what you shared in part one that will you know release with the podcast in total with this Twitter space is that you walked into your trading education as though you were walking into college. You saw that as your college degree. And so that to me feels like such an incredible perspective to set yourself up with. You told me, and you can say it again now, you weren't going into it thinking you were gonna make money. Not in the beginning, anyway. You thought, hey, this is my college education, learning that market. Just talk a little bit about that. And if you agree with my perspective, that may be made a huge difference. Yeah, it definitely did. And I feel like it also might help a lot to understand that it is almost like college because a lot might just kind of say, oh, I don't understand this. I'm just going to quit and not even trade at all. But also, it might help to kind of see it as like college or to see it as like a whole career because it's just going to take you a lot. Like you understand you're going to go through ups and downs and that might also help you throughout your like, I want to quit stage because, you know, you're you're kind of like in for that because you're not in it for the money. And I guess the money does kind of keep track of the process that you are doing in trading, but it shouldn't kind of be the one thing that keeps you going it should obviously be that you're learning something new and that you're going to keep trying and trying even though you fail so having that mindset might also make you a lot more patient throughout the whole time because you know oh this is a career so I'm going to have ups and downs and I'm not going to quit because I'm learning to talk about the years that you did start and just how diverse the markets have been since you began and how you've adapted there's definitely been a lot of different types of markets that i feel like i've experienced i well pretty much my first year in 2019 there wasn't a lot that was going on for me so i was kind of just like learning but 2020 things started to pick up a lot more and that's when i started to practice and to keep growing my accounts and then during 2021, that was when I could really use everything that I had learned that whole year and exponentially grow during that account. But then once that's over and once you exponentially grow and you're at this expert stage, then that's when you, once you're at the expert stage, then you understand that you have to go to the beginning stage to keep learning something new. Because you get to an expert, you exponentially grow, but the market changes. 
So you need to adapt and therefore you need to go back to that same stage that you started at to consistently keep growing, learn a new strategy, exponentially grow once again that strategy. And then you go back and forth between the different markets. And then 2022 was definitely one of the hardest years to adapt because I feel like there weren't a lot of things that were right for me and I was still understanding a new strategy. And then towards the end of 2022, I knew that I was a short seller. That's what made sense to me. Then I found a strategy that could work for me from 9.30 to 11. And that was that's what I've been doing pretty much every single day, just executing my trade, one, two trades a day. And it's really kept me consistent every single day. It's amazing. Why is it you think we don't see as many women in trading as we do men? It might just be kind of like a lot of uncertainty for women because it is a brand new field. And not only is it a brand new field, but it's also male dominated. So it definitely is intimidating just showing up and not having that voice that you can relate to as closely. But once there are like more female traders, then there is going to be a lot more that might just get that same feeling. Oh, I want to share all oh, because I know that if this woman is doing it, then I can do it too. So it might yeah. just be that lack of women inspiration. Yeah. You know, Marita and I were very fortunate last week to do a women in trading symposium for center point brokerage. And we had 500 women sign up for that symposium. We kind of blew it blew all of us away. So we both were like, wow, maybe there has been a huge influx in these last couple of years with women coming into trading. Women and or men, why do you feel it is a good time to become a trader? What would be your take on whether now is the time to do this? I think that th there's always going to be opportunity in the market, really, but this is almost like a good year. To, this almost feels like my 2019, where you get practice and practice, but then eventually we're going to get a, a, a better market where that's the time to exponentially grow. So this the slower, quote-unquote, markets are definitely better to just start studying. And the more that you study, the more, the more that you watch the market, the more that you understand the personality and the strategies that you like, then it's going to be easier to exponentially grow when the hot market is there. So this almost feels like 2019 where you're just like, you're kind of just like waiting, you're practicing, you're relaxing, and then you'll get times where you're going to be trading a bunch of tickers throughout the day. That's such a good point because I could imagine, you know, especially for somebody who wants to be in action, it's tempting to think that volatility is their friend. But if what I'm hearing from you is that, especially as you're developing your style and perhaps committing yourself more to a full-time career as a trader, having a market that is not as volatile is actually going to be your best partner for you to develop yourself. Yeah, I think it is definitely an edge to understand that the slower years are the best years to get the knowledge, because then when there's a hot market, you won't have time to study, you won't have time to practice, you just got to go. Yeah, yep, makes total sense. Yeah, uh, Let's just talk about some of the important qualities that 
you feel you can attribute to your success. I'll start with just your self-discipline. I really recognize how you stay true to that. Talk about self-discipline and other particular kind of qualities that you lean into that you see contribute to your success. I think I've always like been very routine based and I've always really loved to follow a routine. So it definitely does help to be a little bit more disciplined when I have like a schedule set out for myself every day, no matter what it is that like I'm doing. It's always either it's like trading or health wise or whatever it is. I always try to have like a routine for myself every day. So it just makes it kind of like easier for me to have self-discipline, not only in trading, but also in my life as well. And that's kind of how I've always been. So it is definitely very good to have that discipline. Are there other qualities that you feel you know you just have for yourself that probably give you the edge to succeed at trading i would say it is like like i said when we talked with centerpoint just like a few days ago it is important yeah. to be a good listener throughout the first like first years and throughout your whole trading career because listening to other people who are telling you what they've been through and their stories it is very important to be humble about it and to understand that others are better than you and they are there to help and they're there to teach. So I think that's like one of the things that have has helped me is to be able to listen and maybe not be very judgmental about the advice that I'm given because it's not like something bad. It's something for my own benefit. I would presume that you get a lot of advice, you know, some perhaps you haven't even asked for. So <laughs> how do you discriminate between the advice that you listen to and the advice you probably don't want to listen to. What do you got? What do you use as a ruler to determine who to listen to and who not to? Yeah, I think, I mean, it really has a lot to do with what it is that I'm going through. If there is like an advice that I'm given and maybe I don't need it at that moment, then maybe I'm going to use that advice when I do need it. But when I'm given, like, a lot of people would say, oh, you need to adapt, you need to adapt in the hottest market. Well, I wasn't worried about it then. But then once the hot market was over, then I used that advice. And then I knew that I had to use that advice for my own benefit. Such wisdom, Mark. Good Lord. To take somebody's advice, put it on the shelf, say, I don't think that applies now. But it might apply later. That's just profound, sister. Wow. Yeah. And, and I think that happens a lot because people are trying to prevent something bad to happen. So it should always like be in the back of your mind anyways. If you're going through like the stage where you know that you're building consistency, well, a big loss is going to affect you. So if somebody says, hey, be careful, you're, you might have a big loss, then always be careful of it because if it does happen then you can be a little bit more prepared if you've already heard it before yeah you know and we spoke in the part one we did by zoom video we were just talking about 
this community of day traders and how much generosity we both have seen and experienced and how people traders really want to see the other traders the less experienced traders get a leg up we both are you know commiserating on how remarkable that is to see it but i also think sometimes that advice perhaps you know look everybody has to sort of experience the pain of their own trading right there's going to be times when it's really costly emotionally and monetarily i don't know that everybody can always hear at those moments cuz you know they are attached or they feel you know already bad about themselves mm-hmm. what do you use to make sure that you don't kind of get blinded by the disappointment or the pain or the frustration what keeps you positive coming back another day after a difficult day or a big loss oh yeah those are always like heartbreaking days whenever there's like a big loss it's just like super frustrating but I think one of the things that helps me is just to completely like detach for like a few days and just kind of take it in. And I still do check the markets here and there, but I make sure that I take time for myself before I try anything else. You don't want to revenge trade anything. You just want to be able to relax and know that it's okay. One trade doesn't define your whole trading career. It just defined one day. So it doesn't make you a bad trader. It just like people make mistakes and it's okay to make mistakes, but taking like a few days for yourself and then just come back with a fresh mind and always size down when you come back is what helps me. And how do you see that helps you? It just kind of eliminates a lot of the negative emotions that I felt throughout that day. It just makes me kind of eliminate that, not like eliminate it completely because you should remember all of your losses to like a point where you feel terrible about yourself (laughs) because (laughs) it's not good. But it just got to detach and then to size down kind of makes my system more robotical in a sense where I'm not trading with emotions, I'm trading with what I know. Yeah. And because I care so much about the emotional side of of what traders go through, how much do you pay attention to your own emotional well-being during the highs and during the lows? I think that's so important because I've always, I've been blessed with a family that is always very cautious of like how I'm feeling. So whenever I am kind of like doing bad, my family always will be there and they'll be like, hey, what's up? Or they'll like talk to me and just having the right support system, I think is really important. But just on myself, like I, the emotions that I'm feeling, I just need to remember that I'm not the only one feeling the emotions. It's also the people around me. And the negative energy that you can get from trading and just being so caught up in it the whole time, it's also going to affect your happiness levels and it's going to affect, you know, how you enjoy life, how you enjoy things and also how you enjoy your family. And that's not how you want it to be. You want to completely detach because trading at the end of the day is your job and it shouldn't dictate your life. Beautiful. You know, some of what you said about the support that your family offers you when you're in the middle of of a drug town or the pain of, you know, just having more challenge. Do you feel that contributes to your success, having so much support from your loved ones? 
at, oh, on this yeah. journey. Yeah, I think that's one of like the main things that has been one of like the main helpers for me. I think everybody works differently. Every mind kind of like works differently, but I have a better outcome when I'm talked in like a positive way because it just helps me kind of bring myself back up and I'm like, yeah, that's right. It's okay. I'll come back from it. It doesn't matter. But if I'm being talked in a negative way, then I will kind of lose a little bit of motivation and that's just who I am. So maybe somebody else actually thrives in being talked negative and turns out to be like super good. But for me, being talked positive and calmly and know that everything's going to be okay just definitely helps me like keep going forward. I'm just curious, what would your advice be to those traders who don't have that you know, supportive family or don't find that they have people having their back? Maybe because their extended family aren't entrepreneurial like your family was. What would your advice be to them? Where did they find that support and how important is it to their success? I would say it would be like really important to create your own support system. I was lucky enough to have my support system from my house and also from friends that I've met throughout the trading journey. But if your family isn't like loving that you're trading and isn't very motivational, then that's okay because there's a lot of other people that can kind of fill that space and going to conferences is a great way to meet people also online is also great and just building your own support system that you know that will be there whenever you're going through a really hard time I think that's really important such good advice that if you guys are enjoying this conversation with Mari and have questions please raise your hand so I can let you have the mic my name is Kim Ann Curtin the Wall Street coach I have the two only Discord rooms dedicated to trader mindset. One of them is TraderHeroJourney.com. I also host the podcast. This Twitter space gets weaved into the Zoom podcast that I did with Mariana just a few minutes ago, and that will be released in about a week or two. I work with a select group of traders one-on-one to help them secure success faster, working on how they handle the emotional volatility of trading. Mariano, what would you like to say just to the traders perhaps who are, you know, maybe more on the news side, what are the things you'd like to just say that could inspire them to go the distance? If you're like going through a rough patch right now, just know that not everything lasts forever. And this is pretty much the best time that you'll get to practice learning the markets, learning how they work. And then eventually it's all going to like come back in your favor. Like if you don't feel like you're being rewarded now, then there might be better times ahead. Would you be willing to tell us what a trading day looks like for you? just on a day-to-day basis, just for the listeners to get a sense of how you organize your week, how you organize your preparation the night night before. Just give us a little bit of, you know, texture around what it literally looks like for you. For now, it's definitely a lot more relaxed and a lot less trading-based than it used to be. But in the beginning, it was how I mentioned in our podcast, webinar, video lesson, webinar, market, webinar, video lesson, book, journal, pictures, then more 
more things to watch. But now it's pretty much wake up, do the health stuff, like working out, meditating, whatever it is that works for you. And then taking some time for like myself and just to kind of think about it and then get the plans ready for trading, trade to like 11 or 12, depends on the day anyways, and then go for a walk. And yeah, that's like pretty much my whole morning routine that has to do with trading. Because in the afternoon, I do like to watch, but I'm not so active in trading lives. Yeah. Is there much prep work the night before, let's just say on a Sunday night for you before the week begins? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that's like really important to always update the spreadsheets and always have everything organized from the week and from the week ahead. So I'll always like to fill out the spreadsheets and kind of get ready for Monday. My strategy is not really based on previous runners. So my watch list, I build it in the mornings, usually at around 9 or 8.50 around then. But for now, not really. Not really like Sundays. It's mainly Monday mornings. Do you feel that the dedication to do you feel people who can only trade part-time can succeed and what would be your guidance to those who only have a part-time ability to commit to this definitely try like the best that they can to take some time to study and not like rush everything like really quickly and if it is like a hobby then understand that, you know, the more time that you put into it, then the faster it might be. So if it's like slower, then it's okay, because you're doing that the best that you can. Makes so much sense. Ivy, do you have a question for Mari? I'm picking on Ivy because I like her. If anybody has any questions for Mariana, please just raise your hand and I can give you the microphone. I'm putting you on the spot, Ivy, if you can, it's okay. What do you feel you see the future for yourself and your trade? What do you think will change over time or that you hope to create for yourself? Definitely would like to see another hot market where I feel like I'm at an expert level. But other than that, it's just going to be every day consistently showing up and yeah, just trying the best that I can all the time until forever. (laughs) So let's just talk a little bit about that concept of wanting to still do it forever. We talked a little bit in part one about how you weren't necessarily passionate initially about trading. And then you discovered through that period of time that it actually did suit you just share a little bit more about that. I know we talked a tiny bit about it, but I feel it's just such a fascinating story. Yeah, I wasn't passionate in the beginning just because I always, not only did I want the route to go to college because in my heart, I always feel like that's what I always wanted just because that's what I told myself that I wanted. But it did seem like a little bit boyish in the beginning for me. And I always wanted to do like something else. So I felt like this would be more fitting to like my brother than it would be for me. But then eventually when I did go to the conference and that kind of like fired up 
that passion in me because I saw there were a lot of young people just like myself. And that kind of made me definitely get more passion out of it. It's fascinating that, you know, that conference and seeing others your age were actually doing this and succeeding at it opened your eyes, it sounds like, to the fact that this Mm -hmm. actually could be achievable. Yeah, that's exactly how it was. It like made everything seem a lot more real, understanding that you don't and I have a tweet about this as well. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room to be a good trader. And you don't have to be a straight A student to be a good trader. You kind of need a lot of dedication, a lot of time and a lot of patience for everything to work out at the end. Of course, it's not going to work out for everyone the same way because everybody learns very differently and it might take a little longer for others. But it's like just putting the most that you can will always, I don't think if that's something passionate, whatever it is that you're doing, the more that you put into it, the better things turn out. And I want to add to this comment that you just made, another comment you made earlier, and not having your ego or and or an inappropriate expectation on yourself. Those are the two things. I, I mean, it sounds like a perfect sandwich, right? You're coming from this place of going into it with so much patience, without the agenda, which a lot of traders, unfortunately, do go in with the agenda. I have to make a lot of money in a short amount of time. And what your story proves is that approach doesn't work. Yeah. And it just has a lot to do with like the circumstances that you're going through. And like you said, just building the right expectations for your circumstance or the life that you're living. I was pretty much, I graduated high school and that was all that I was going to dedicate my time to. But if that's not the case, then that's still okay. Just understand that it all varies based on the person and the time that you put into it and also the circumstances and if it affects your family, if it doesn't, and the capital that you start with as well. So everything varies based on your circumstance in life. Yeah. What would you say about the just the importance of support? Talk a little bit about how traders can plug themselves in to support if they can't get it from perhaps so that are, you know, in their family or in their close relationships or friends? Yeah, there's a lot. Well, now I feel like it is a lot easier to make friends through online. Like it is very easy if you have a friend and they have mutual friends, then you can meet literally online and just be friends. But conferences are a great place to kind of get started and I think the people that you hang out that you hang out with and that you talk to every day will also have a big impact on your trading your life and how you better yourself so it is important to kind of pick people that are very similar to you and will push you to be better and it doesn't have to be even monetary wise or where they're at in their trading. It really has a lot to do with their personality. And it's like, if it's a good fit. Yeah. 
So it, what I'm hearing you say is you really have to know yourself and then you have to pick the friends that are going to encourage the way you operate so that you can yeah. find that they can hold the space for you if you're having a lousy day. Yeah. And it is important to also have time to laugh and to have a good time as well, because the worst days I feel like are the days that I laugh the most, because if I'm not like having a good day, I know that there's still others that are there to like make me laugh and just forget about it for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. What do you lean in on those bad days in addition to those friends or colleagues that hold the space for you? What's the self-talk you have and practice on those days that have been really hard? I think it's important to soak it all in and know all of the mistakes that you made because there are a lot of circumstances that I've seen that some will forget about what happened and just like move on. But I feel like forgetting about losses is like a big mistake because you almost want to remember them every day and remember how you're feeling to not repeat it again. It's almost like you feel really bad about it. So I'm okay with like feeling bad about about my trading day because I guess that is just first part of like the loss to feel the actual emotion that I'm feeling, but also to understand that I never want to feel that way again. So in that case, forgetting about it never worked for me. It just, it's just always soaking it in and understanding I feel really bad. I never want to do it again. And then the next day, relax, move on, and then come back when you're ready. And that's really a remarkable thing you just said, because if that loss is not paid attention to, the likelihood of a repeat is high at mm -hmm. some point. You're going to potentially make that mistake again. So it's like a razor's edge between not letting it consume you and take you completely out of the game, but also to really kind of it sounds to me like the way you described it, it's like you're locking it in to never do this that creates this emotion again. Yeah, that's how I like to feel whenever I have a losing day. It's to soak it in that day. And almost I sometimes go back, I close down my accounts, but sometimes I'll open them back up and look at the loss that I took. And then I close it back down and I'm like, yep, okay, I see it again. And you kind of just like, well, that's what I do. Just so I, I don't want to repeat that same thing over and over again. I just want to move on from it, but actually feel it. Because if you just say, oh, it's whatever, then the odds are going to be higher that you're going to make that same mistake instead of feeling it over and over again throughout the day. And you're like, nope, I'm never going to do it again. And then you might remember it a year or two years later. Yeah, for sure. Alex, it's so nice to have you in the space. I'm gonna invite you to speak. Good to see you, man. It's been a long time. It's been since Vegas when we saw each other. How are you, Alex? Maybe you can't speak. I just tried to invite you to speak. Feel free to come on if you can. If you can, it's okay. Alex, if you don't know how this guy's be the trader, you gotta check his podcast out. You got to check out his Twitter space. 
he's just an amazing contribution to his community as well. So it's good to see your name pop up here. Mari, what do you feel you would like to just say, you know, yes to women traders, but to all traders, what would you say are the top three things that they have to keep an eye on for themselves and their development? I would say one of like the most important things would be to know how to adapt because that always has to be in the back of your mind. If you're doing good right now, what are you going to do to adapt when the time is right? And how do you, I feel like it's like a difficult question because how do you really know when the right time to adapt is? And that was one of like the hardest questions that I kind of had to respond to myself. And it almost seems like having the strategy that works for you and then just writing down okay if this happens then my strategy is right there but if none of that is showing up and there's like little volume on the stock or the strategy is just not working or it just doesn't look good then that's I feel like a good time to adapt if it's not working for like a week or two and then that would be the time where I would have to like adapt and kind of change the way that I'm trading things and then I feel like the second thing would be to study in the beginning and keep studying a lot because the time will come, but it might just take a little longer. It all depends on the market, your circumstances, and how you're understanding your personality. And it's all going to be different for everyone. And the third one, just to be patient all the time, not only in the beginning, but I feel like throughout the whole trading journey because I've still had to be patient a lot of times but I always try to find opportunities every day even if it's not my strategy I can take smaller size and just try something new well I'm just curious especially because of the diversity of markets you've seen what have you leaned in on to determine if it was appropriate for you to just wait or start to learn another strategy I'm always trying to learn new strategies, no matter like if I'm like doing good, because right now I am working on short selling in the mornings, but I will still take along if I see something that's worthy in the afternoon. So I'm still always trying new stuff, even when my market is there. So that when it's not, I still have a little bit more cushion on different strategies and different types of patterns that I see. So I'm always kind of like adapting, or at least I'm trying. If anybody has a question for Mariana, just please raise your hand and I can give you the microphone. How do you deal with just, let's say, those who kind of have the stigma about trading? How have you, sounds like you had a really welcoming family to go down this path but for those that don't what would you say are and let's say those people that are outside of your immediate family that don't really understand day trading think it's gambling how have you dealt with that conversation when it's shown up I feel like most of my family members don't even know what trading is they're all from Colombia so whenever I kind of mentioned trading. I mean, I don't even know how to say it like in Spanish. I just say trading, like day traders. So it's still like a whole new world. And for some, they they do know, but 
there's a lot of scammers out there right now and they don't have a good experience with trading as a whole so i kind of try to explain it a little bit but understand that if they haven't had like a good experience then you know you can just talk about other topic it might just be a sensitive topic so you kind of just like stay away from talking about trading too much but for the most part my family members who do know trading they don't really like want to ask much or i mean it's just not really a typical topic they talk about but for my family like they were always very supportive of trading since my father actually knew so it was just a lot easier for me yeah makes sense any questions, please just raise your hand. And if you're enjoying this conversation, we'd love for you to retweet it out there to your listeners so that we can get more people in the room listening to the wisdom that Mari has to offer all traders, but especially women, because she hopes that her story will inspire more females to come into the world of trading. Mariana, what was it like when you hit that million dollar mark? This was during the time where it was pretty much go all the time. So I don't know. I feel like I set out a goal for myself that I would hit it around the age of 25. And it turned out to be at the age of 21, that same year that I made that goal. So I don't know. It was, I mean, it was great, but I still showed up the next day to do the same exact thing. Did you really? Did you really? I I'm did. I'm so proud of you for doing that. <laughs> so incredible. Well, I don't really, I don't know. I feel like I was more shocked than everything, but this, it was still around February. So things were still going pretty crazy. And I mean, you did kind of had time to think about it, but not really because you just kind of had to keep trading. So it was shocking that it happened so fast, but I tried not to let it get to me because I still had to keep trading. Was there a sense where you did let yourself just celebrate it? I understand the mark was still quite volatile, so maybe that took a little bit of time. But was there a way that you marked it and or celebrated that it happened eventually? Yeah, I feel like there were times where I would just reflect back on what had happened when February was done. And there were times where I would reflect back and I would be really thankful for everything that I was able to like cross back. So it was a lot of meditating, kind of like just being really thankful that I was there and just being really shocked that I was able to get a job that was so free and that allowed me to have that much time for myself and just to be free from schedule and be able to travel and just ha have fun and know that the market will always be there even if I'm not trading. So yeah, it was really good to know that I had made the right choice. Yeah, especially because you chose to go full throttle into trading instead of college. I can't imagine what that must have been like for you to feel like, huh, this was the right choice after all. Yeah, it was definitely good. And just to think that I would be graduating this year and I'll be coming out of college, it kind of does make me feel better. 
well, you'd be coming out of college with a lot of debt. <laughs> Most people yeah. do. And here you yeah. are not coming out of debt, but in fact, coming with a profit and a career that is, I have no doubt, only going to increase in your success. You're just, you're so mature and emotionally mature for your age, Mari. It's quite inspiring. I'm so impressed with your stoic approach, how unattached your ego is to the results. And I think your story of the day after you hit that million dollar mark, being back at your trading desk says it all. A lot of traders I know would have been at like a Lamborghini showroom that day, (laughs) not at their trading desk. (laughs) That's funny. A pink Lamborghini. (laughs) A pink Lamborghini. Yeah. What has been the particular way to celebrate some people are into watches? Of course, these are all guides. They're into their cars. What is a place where you've allowed yourself to just, you know, have a little special something? for yourself do you have a particular Um, direction you go one of the things that I did that summer was invite my parents to Rome and Florence so I took them to Italy for the first time and they don't travel much and they're really thankful so that was like where I allowed myself to like splurge a little with things for my parents and they were so thankful like to this day my dad's still talking about it Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, you know, and that's, that's it's, great. I'm like, wow, now I can give back to my parents. That's crazy. Yeah, that is a beautiful feeling. And I have to say, you know, as we talked a little bit before about this remarkable community, that is something I hear over and over again. And even Jack Kellogg, your boyfriend, he too was just so generous to his parents with certain levels of success he reached. I've heard that so across the board that traders are so motivated to work this hard so they can be a contribution to their loved ones, to their family. That to me is just so beautiful. It's just a really inspiring quality to just see repeatedly. Do you find that too in the conversations you have with other traders? Yeah, I think, I mean, it seems like everybody's very grateful because it almost seems like crazy that at such a young age, we are able to give back to those who like helped us throughout the whole journey. So I was never expecting it. I know my dad funded my accounts and my dad was the one that paid for the challenge. My dad was the one who flew me to the conference and like, it was just pretty much my dad the whole time. And for me to like be able to bring him with me to Rome and wherever it is that we went, like, I mean, that was pretty crazy. (laughs) Yeah. It's also just beautiful, too, though, that you were so present and conscious to the fact that he was underwriting you to get started. Are you comfortable sharing how much you were able to start with because of his, you know, funding that account? Please share that. my, My dad started two of my accounts, one with 7K and the other with 8K, and he paid for the challenge. So that together was almost like 15,000 that I had between both of these accounts. But I used very small size. I was using $2,000 positions throughout the whole time to make like $100. And what, just speak to that timeline that when 
things started to change and when you started to up those position, the position size? This was during 2019, October. He funded my accounts. And then I lost for the first five to six months. I lost maybe $2,500. And that was mainly on like commissions and over trading and just trading the wrong setups and just not really knowing what I was doing with the platforms. And then once I found out during May or June, I found out that I was doing something wrong around January. And then I started to change things back around to get a lot more meticulous on what I was trading and the strategies that I was trying and how many times I was trading it. And then around May or June, I was able to turn things back around. And this was around June. No, sorry. This was early July after CYGY trade. I crossed PDT. And then after I crossed PDT, that was when I just started to compound um, every single day throughout every week. And yeah, it was then it was around December. I was able to cross 100,000 in profits. And then that same December, I had my first $100,000 month, mainly on dip buying OTCs. And yeah, that's just how it pretty much all started. All pretty fast, but very consistent. Yeah. And what's this, these past few months been like for you? They've been really good. And I feel like they have been the most consistent that I've had even more than 2022. These months, I feel like I've really, I've toned down the trading and also the position size and toned it down to like 11 or 12. So yeah, pretty much toning it down a little bit. Do you feel that all of that is, are you experiencing the market for yourself now just because of the experience you've had and because you've seen so many different environments? What do you think your perspective sees now that perhaps you wouldn't have been able to see back at the start? I think my perspective definitely has changed now because I understand that one month, one day, won't make a difference in your trading and that you need to kind of look at the overall perspective of everything. You need to look at the big picture because sometimes you can get so caught up in daily and monthly and even hourly. But if you think about the big picture, you can just zone out sometimes and that's okay. What's the way you refresh yourself, kind of boot yourself What's your practices? I think definitely reading, journaling, and just always studying and understanding yourself a lot more because I feel like every year I change my personality as well. Well, not like change, but I mean, that's just normal to just change a little bit every year. So that also has a lot to do with your trading as well. You're always going to be changing It's a really good point, Mari, that, you know, just our temperament, our perspective, our life experience, all of these things do adapt and change over time. And if our strategies don't change along with our perspective changes, I imagine it's hard to stay fresh. It's hard to stay as plugged in or as connected 
Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's just like a matter of understanding where you're at yourself because it's not always going to be the same. Maybe right now you're fresh out of high school, super eager to learn and you're studying. But then 10 years later, you have a family and you need to worry about other things. And that's just going to change your trading as well. Maybe that'll make you more conservative or you know, everything will always be changing. So not only your life, but also the strategies and the trading is always changing. Yeah. Well, Mari, I'm going to bring this to a close again. Any questions anybody here has for Mari, feel free to just raise your hands. And of course, I'll bring that on so you can ask. This is a two-part conversation with Mari. We did part one via Zoom a little while ago. The entire episode will drop in approximately a week or 10 days. I am in awe of your maturity, your emotional maturity. Mariana, you're really quite an incredible young woman. And I'm just so grateful that your wisdom and advice are out there for traders because I feel like you have so much to teach them and that you're still open to learning is just evidence of that beginner's mind. You just have such a beginner's mind. It's really quite something. Thank you, Kim. And thank you for having me on too. It's been great talking to you. Oh, it's been so good talking to you too. Thank you everybody for being here. Please subscribe to the Wall Street Coach podcast so you can see this when it drops. We have other podcasts coming up soon. So I hope you'll take a look. I'm always talking about emotional intelligence because I feel it's such a big part of a trader's journey. And I also have the only Discord room out there specifically to mindset. So I hope you'll check it out traderherojourney.com. We'll see you guys again soon on the Wall Street Coach podcast. Thank you, Mari, again. Have a great Thank day. Thank you. Bye. This has been the Wall Street Coach podcast with Kim Ann Curtin. You can find out more about her and her team online at thewallstreetcoach.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you for listening.